live streamers and welcome. This is Locked On MLB. We're going to be talking about that team in the National League East who's looking at all the other teams in the National League East saying, when's it our turn to be in the World Series? Are we talking Mets? No, 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 no. We're going across the pond and we're going fishing for Marlins, new manager, new lease on life. Same podcast host of Locked On Marlins is Peter Pratt. There's going to be a Locked On MLB in the afternoon. We're going big sea fishing. Let's reel them in. You are Locked On MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. That's not a foghorn. That's the sound that I'm in my school. Hey, there's a there's another fish pun I could do. We've got a school of fish going on here. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Check out my lower third there. You can call me Sully. Today's episode, which is a live stream, so if you're in the chat, I see a couple of eyeballs have already popped in there. Uh, this is on the 10th day of November. We're in mid-November, folks, 2022. And uh, we're going to be talking with Peter Pratt of Lockdown Marlins about the team. And we're going to talk about the outlook for this upcoming season and the new manager, the new lease on life. All these things are happening as Peter Pratt is across the pond to talk about this. Hey, follow us at Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter and on Instagram. I am your pal, Sully. Where's that lower third again? You can follow me at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. So the National League East seems to be the place to be if you want to be in the World Series for a team that goes 162 games. Make sure you don't have the best record in the league. Make sure your win-loss record is in the high 80s, low 90s, and then you get to go to the World Series. Maybe that's what the Marlins should be aiming for. But the host of Lockdown Marlins is in not in Miami, but is in Leeds, or as I like to call it, the Miami of the United Kingdom. And he is way off in England. I'm here, as you can tell, in the luxurious Lockdown MLB studios as part of the Pasadena Unified School District, an empty classroom, we had to coordinate our times because the time difference is uh, bananas. So let's not waste any more of time. Let's waste just a little more time. Okay, that's the perfect amount of time to waste. Ladies and gentlemen, from overseas, our friend Peter Pratt. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, Sully. What an intro. What an I intro. Want, I, I don't get you on the, the phone that much because of the weird... Mm. You know, we have to coordinate. It's it's a, it's it becomes an international incident. It's tough, no doubt. I I've no idea how many hours difference there is. I think there's eight, but it's eight p.m. UK time. Yeah, so it's about noon here in Pasadena. It's tough. So, but we yeah, listen. We come together. We want to talk some Marlins, right? So it's, we come together it to right now. Over me, boy, we could get in trouble with some of the uh, the the copyright stuff there. So let's just go right back to it. Um, you and I spoke at the beginning of the season. And I had, um, how do I say this? I had some tempered optimism mm. for Miami going into the 2022 season. I, you and I were 
of, on the same page. So yes, they made the playoffs in the in the the abbreviated season of for the COVID year. They had a bad 2021, but you and I both were the mindset of, hey, they could pitch. If mm-hmm. they raise their their batting average to mediocre, they could start winning some games. To be fair, they won more in 2022 than they did in 2021. In 2021, they won 67 games. This year, they won 69 games. Nice. Progress. Progress. How, progress. Exactly. But uh, I think they were looking for more than – while it's games plural more, they mm-hmm. they wanted it to be, I don't know, maybe the double digits more. Um, tell, tell me a little bit your thoughts because the Marlins had one gigantic highlight, uh, wonderful highlight for this last year. The rest of the season just didn't – just, things just didn't line up. It was a weird year, wasn't it? I mean, when we spoke back in April, I think it was, whatever tempered expectations you had for the Marlins, add on 20 games worth of expectations that I had. Like, I was all in on the fish this year, and I knew the pitching was good. And, you know, we'd, we'd made what I felt like really nice offseason moves. with The mm-hmm. trades and a couple of free agents, I was thinking, okay. You know, to your point, if the offense is middle of the road here, and the Marlins pitch well, and Sandy Alcantara's healthy, and Pablo Lopez are healthy... This team's going to be in the mix. Problem was, the whole of the offense, apart from Jazz Chisholm Jr., effectively took four steps backwards at least. Yeah, yeah. It was historically bad, to be honest, Sully. And as a, as a fan, I host a pod. First and foremost, I'm a fan of the team. Yeah. And I tell you, it was tough to watch. Tough to watch. Other than every fifth day when Sandy was out there. And Sandy is a different beast. There is no one like Sandy Alcantara right now in the game. He is just doing things no one else is allowed to do. But oh, that, that's no, that I love how you put that because it's true. And for those of you who don't know what Peter's talking about, Sandy, uh, look at. I think the reason we don't have these big, huge inning-eating starting pitchers anymore is not because the players are not capable of it. It's not because they're weaker. It's not because Bob Gibson and Don Drysdale and Juan Marichal were all stronger. It's because they're not allowed to. The, fa- the teams are not letting pitchers become innings eaters. They're not allowing a, a pitcher to face a lineup a third way through. And I'm going to do a whole podcast on that because I think some of it is because of sabermetrics and everything. I think most of it is economics. I think most of it is, oh, my God, it's going to cost us $30 million a year to get a pitcher like Max Scherzer. Well, let's not make pitchers like Max Scherzer anymore. Let's get pitchers to go six innings. And that's expected. We saw that in the World Series. I mean, uh, what's his doodle? Uh, um, uh, Wheeler was pitching yeah. a great game six of the World Series. Two runners got on. And everyone said, well, obviously they're going to take him out. 70 of course. Pitches. 70 pitches. 70. He didn't even get 80 pitches into the damn game. And nope. in, comes, you know, in comes the parade of relievers. And boom, next thing you know, they're dancing in Houston. There are pitchers who have the capability of being – big honking innings eaters. And mm-hmm. one of the only one, as you said, who's allowed to is Sandy Alcantara, who pitched 228 and two-thirds innings, completed six games. But beyond that, he was always going into the seventh or eighth inning, partly because I think I'd rather have this dude on the mound than anyone else. But he also was, I mean, like, he hit every single mark that you would want from a traditional Innings eater, and and 
I I ate up every game. I'm sure you loved it. It was the highlight of your week. But for no, no. me, just as a, as a casual Marlins observer, I cannot call myself a casual baseball fan because uh, I'm talking about the Marlins on November 10th. But uh, he's they, they allow him to do that. And it kind of is frustrating because you're going like, what, who else could do this? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, this, this is a great point. The Wheeler point you made, I, I talked about it on my show, just the fact that, you know, Wheeler pulled after 70 pitches in that big game. It's, you know, if, if they lose that game, they're, they're done. So to pull your race in that spot because there was two runners on, I mean, come on, Sandy, Sandy's earned that respect. The thing I did speak about the pod, though, and you mentioned it, you know, new management in, right? Skip Schumacher in. Mm-hmm. I'm very intrigued to see what that means for Sandy Alcantara and the leash that he's given now. Will right. that change next year? That I mean, was that Donnie's call? You know, is that a Marlins thing? I don't know the answer to that. And we won't know until we get into the season. But all of a sudden, are they going to put some shackles onto Sandy next year? I don't know. I, I actually have no idea. I'm very intrigued to see what they do. I think some people play it safe. I think some people get obsessed with that sense of security that mm. you have, knowing that they're not going to go, you know, you're not going to blow the arm out. But it's also like you have the, it's valuables, a, a pitcher like him. And while you do want to protect him, you also want to be able to take advantage of having him. But you also don't want to lose him. By the way, if you want to protect your valuables and are trying to be safe, can you think of any service that we should be using to protect our values and be safe just off the top of your head? Boy, oh boy, Sully, you've absolutely teed me up beautifully. I know this great, great organization, this great business called Simply Safe. (laughs) If you thought about securing your home with home security, but have been putting it off, do not. You'll want to listen up. Right now, Locked On listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. You heard that right, guys. 5-0, 50% off. No, that can't be true. That cannot be true. Unbelievable. Shocking scenes, 50% off. Biggest offer of the year. You don't want to miss it. Tons of reasons, but for me, Simply Safe, the whole, whole home security with advanced sensors for every room. Window and door, HD security cameras, inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real. None of these, my cat's walking around, my dog's walking around, they'll only detect it when the threat is real. And even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. 24-7 monitoring services cost less than $1 a day. One buck, less than one buck. And it's well, you understand what that means. Uh, the, what, uh, what is it, the, the currency exchange? That's uh, I, mean, that, I mean, that's a good point. It's almost one-to-one these days. That's the problem. As well. Where's the pound gone? <laughs> I didn't mean to rub that one in. <laughs> I know. I've, I mean, we've lost our queen. We've had five prime ministers, and now we've got no currency. What is going on here in the UK? Anyway, nevertheless, don't worry, guys. Most what do you have left? Are... Protect with Simply Safe. You can protect with Simply Safe. Exactly. What is left of our... Of our takeaway, protect it. And don't miss the chance to save early on it. Head over to simplysafe.com uh, slash MLB. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Stunning. I know. Great read. Well, welcome to Locked on Currency with Peter Pratt. Um, <laughs> by the way, uh, our, our we do have some people in the uh, uh, who are in the chat and everything. Uh, friend of the podcast, uh, guest, uh, and uh, podcaster himself, rabid Met fan Jeff Cohen is is from Long Island City, so he's basically the way station between Pasadena mm-hmm. and Leeds right now. But he made a point I want to bring on to right now, which is uh, Pablo Lopez is pretty good too, and that's right. And in fact, when you and I were talking, well, blah, 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 blah. get out of here. Um, 
when you and I were talking just at the beginning of the season and mm -hmm. I was uh, seeing nothing but tulips and daffodils regarding the 2022 Miami Marlins, if you had come up to us and said Sandy Alcantara will probably be the unanimous Cy Young can, I mean, like, what, yo, Julio Urias, get out of here. Um, if you had told me that Alcantara was going to be the heads and shoulders Cy Young winner, Pablo Lopez was going to have a very good season, you know, good ERA, a lot of starts, that Lazardo was going to have a 3-3-2 ERA, that Braxton Garrett would have a decent ERA, that Edward Cabrera in his short stint would have a decent ERA. Like, if you had told me that you would be able to rattle off five pretty good pitchers, including the inevitable Cy Young Award winner and Lopez not missing a start and getting 180 innings himself, you would think, okay, let's go. <laughs> this is the problem, Sonny, right? You look at it and go – the pitchers, the rotation did what they were expected to do. More than so with Sandy. I mean, like you said, he's the unanimous side. No doubt about it. Um, you've got Jazz Chisholm that was voted in as a starter, as, as an all-star as well. Garrett Cooper also was an all-star. So you've got three all-stars for the Marlins, including the Cy Young. And Miggy Rowe was a gold glove finalist at shortstop. Somehow the Marlins found a way to win 69 games with all of those positives. That just speaks to how bad... The wheels came off, particularly offensively. Obviously, the bullpen was a mess too, uh, particularly the leverage spot. They, yeah, they, you know, but it was it was the lineup because I mean, lineup. this is a stat I'm going to throw at you. If you if you take again, I'm not going to treat this stat like it's the end all be all. But if you take OPS plus and mm -hmm. take 100 as being the uh, the I guess the baseline, that 100 OPS plus is an average, like the average offensive player okay mm. um anything above 100 you're above average any below they had two batters with ops pluses over 100 jazz chisholm and cooper and cooper was barely over it now mm. jazz uh, jazz chisholm jr not the old man he has nothing to do with it jazz chisholm jr no. um i totally stole that from jimmy pardo i my 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 humble i if they if jimmy pardo wants to sue me please go ahead um <laughs> Jazzism Jr. had a very good season. There's no getting around. He, I mean, but like, but again, a very good season is 14 home runs, uh, an OPS of 860. There you go. There's your offensive MVP of the team. Again, that's in, a nice what, season. How many games? How many games? Like, and, and he played, uh, oh, yeah, he, oh, sorry, 60 games. Holy Toledo. That's oh, right. Cool. That's right. He played, I mean, he missed a chunk of the, the season. Um, yeah, I mean, like, they, they brought in Soler fresh off of the World Series MVP. He mm -hmm. bombed. They mm -hmm. have Avisel Garcia. Uh, he bombed. And there's a bunch of players who were thinking, like, hey, if this person have a decent year, that person have a decent year. They all ate it. That's the problem, right? Miguel Rojas was on um, with Chris Rose on the Rose Rotation this week. The episode came out. Miggy, <laughs> Miggy ran through the whole, basically the whole of the offense. He said, Jorge Soler, down year. Avisel Garcia, down year. Cooper, down year. Wendell, down year. The whole of the, the lineup was a down year. And that's basically the summary of the offense. All of the offense stepped back. It's absolutely phenomenal, to be honest with you, that they managed to be that bad. I don't know how, I mean, how they managed it, I don't know. When you, I mean, the, that's the thing that, that will absolutely floor me about this team. And again, I'm being a broken record here, mm. but they did the hard part. The hard part is to...
developing a pitching staff. Yeah. And Yelpen was a bit of a letdown, but there are always good relievers who are available at the trade deadline. And yeah. maybe you could, you know, have a have one of your starters come out of the pen for a little bit. I don't know. You could you can mix and match a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the maybe the answer is to acquire another starter and maybe move, you know, Garrett or Lazardo to the pen. I don't know the answer. This is why Kim Eng is is uh, getting her shot. But uh you know they do need they need uh, a difference making bat in the middle of it. And our, our frequent uh, listener and commenter, MP, just wrote in, uh, Miami should sign Josh Bell. He'd be a great fit. I mean, agree. I mean I'm mean, i not, I'm not being pie in the sky saying they should get Aaron Judge, okay? <laughs> but this is – I. it's funny. Both participants of the 1997 World Series, I have eerily similar complaints to. Uh, the mm-hmm. Guardians, much more much more egregious. But the, the Marlins – Payroll is only slightly higher than that of the Locked On Podcast Network. Mm. And I mean, you and I, we're making, what, $30, $40 million a year? It's, I mean, I've got oh, a currency sorry, exchange 30, problem. $30, 40000000 uh, lira a year is what we're making. <laughs> and uh, yes, yes, I'm going to try to make as many currency jokes as I possibly can. Lira, <laughs> does, they're, they're using the euro in Italy, so that, that joke doesn't really work anymore. But uh, it made me laugh and made you laugh. If you raise the Marlins payroll to mediocrity, just again, like we said, the 100 is the 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 middle of OPS plus. If they could have a 100 OPS plus payroll with this pitching staff, adding three decent bats, just legitimate major league hitters, hell, 100 OPS plus hitters. Then chances are you're going to pick up a couple of those three to two losses are going to turn into four to three wins. Mm-hmm. I don't understand every again. I'm, I'm, you're the choir and I'm preaching, but at some point, all these owners who are sitting on gigantic Scrooge McDuck piles of money eventually should say, "Hey, what if we invest a little bit in our team?" There's no reason it's you know oh, when you have a Cy Young winner and a good pitching staff. Just any bat, they should they should sign an okay free agent at every position and roll the freaking dice at this point. Let's go, Sully. You've got me absolutely pumped going. But you're completely right. You gotta you gotta spend the dough. Uh, let me just give you a bit of insight in terms of what we're hearing, though. They're oh, not gonna wow. do that this off season. <laughs> they're not gonna do that. Their 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 mindset is. You blew me back to the back of my chair. Let's I know, go. I know, I know. I'm I'm completely with you. Listen, spend the dough, get some bats in, don't have to send away prospects, keep your prospects, pay some dough and get in some bats. You can keep developing your prospects. However, the Marlins are saying, no, we've been snake bitten because we gave money to Soler and Avi Garcia and it bombed. We're not going to do that. So what we're going to do, we're going to take Pablo Lopez, that was good, and we're going to flip him for a bat. Problem is, rotation's then worse. Next yeah. thing is, Bad rotation, average offense. What's going to happen to the Marlins? 69 wins. <laughs> you know what's nice. going to happen. And that's yeah. not nice. That no. is not a nice win total. No. no. Let's think about something we've learned this year, shall we? We've learned that paying for stars works. 
look at my Miami can wine the, the 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 Marlins, not you, but the Marlins organization can whine about your non-destination city. Uh, did I cut out there? Only for a second. I, keep going. Okay, for a second. Okay. Um, uh, I'll just keep going. This is live. Uh, yeah, Miami is an obscure non-destination city. In every other sport, it's a big market that players are clamoring to play for. But somehow, when it's baseball, it's it might as well be Lincoln, Nebraska. For Peter Pratt, that's a tiny town in the middle of the Midwest, which is usually hit by tornadoes. Okay. It's Slough. <laughs> that is a stunner. That's that should be the the the, the episode title. It's, it's Slough. It's Slough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That one was for comp. you and all the Marlins listeners and all the people who watch the British Office, which is the main my main uh, you know my main uh, uh, point of awesome. reference was Slough, which is yeah. why Scranton was such the perfect city to set the American, they didn't set it in Philadelphia or a big, there are a no. lot of these small mill towns that fell apart the minute the mill closed. I digress. This is not locked on slough. Um, <laughs> look at what you, yeah, I mean, again, I'm going to talk a little American geography, so I may lose Peter here, but San Diego to the North is Los Angeles and Anaheim. Let's not forget Anaheim is, is a very popular team, and then the Dodgers are unbelievably popular. To the east, you have desert. Desert all the way to Las Vegas. To the west, you have the ocean. And to the south, you have Mexico. Baseball is very popular in Mexico, and the main team in Mexico are the Dodgers. So you can't be boxed into... And it's and as cities go, San Diego as as major league cities go, San Diego is pretty small. Somehow, they turned over enough seat cushions and clipped enough coupons to sign Manny Machado, to sign uh, to trade for Juan Soto, to make a couple of big moves, and when not all of them worked, like Eric Hosmer. They didn't say, oh, no, well, this didn't work. Ergo, we should never do it again. They didn't go into that pile. And look what happened. They got to within three wins of the World Series. Philadelphia became as irrelevant to franchise as you could be for a decade. Couldn't even crack 500 after Ryan Howard fell in a heap at the end of the 2011 playoffs for them. They went out and they signed the players. Signing stars works, especially when you have generational talents like Bryce Harper, Juan Soto, and Manny Machado floating out there. And also, guess what also works? You have the NLCS this year. What did the Padres and the uh, Philadelphia Phillies have in common besides going for it with big, with big stars? What else do they have in common, Peter? I want to say wild fan bases, but that's probably not the answer. <laughs> what are you looking for? <laughs> they were sub-90 win teams. Yeah, low wins. They were. They were both wild cards. So 
They went for the wild card. The Phillies got to the, got to within two wins of winning the World Series, and they were yeah. one game ahead of the Brewers, who were playing golf in an expanded postseason. In other words, you've got an expanded postseason. You have those those dangling fruits of the fifth and sixth wild card spot that didn't exist before. Go run for that. Because the worst case scenario is you get swept out like Tampa Bay. Best case scenario is you're at game six of the World Series, like the yep. Philadelphia Phillies. And so that's that's almost like you saying, okay, how do we get there? Well, I don't know. We already have the pitching. So if we just raise our payroll a little bit and go for the big stars, I mean, I mean, MP immediately said sign Josh Bell. Yeah, go for these these acquisitions because the the bar of what you need to possibly win World Series title number three, you know, to pass the Mets, mm -hmm. to pass the Phillies in their history, is to contend and snag one of those fifth or sixth slots. And it's yep. sitting right there. Don't trade away Pablo Lopez. You build upon Pablo Lopez. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Let me ask you a question, though, just thinking about this. And you're completely right. I've talked about San Diego in particular uh, back at the deadline because I was saying, listen, the, San Diego is a small market. Miami is a sports it's a huge right? market. It, it's a huge market. Yes. How is it that the Padres are doing this or the Marlins are tackling it that way? And that comes down to the question I was going to ask you is, are the Rays and their success, is that hindering clubs like the Marlins where they're looking to the Rays and going, oh, actually – we can do it on this budget. We can do it on this shoestring, et cetera, et cetera. And that's kind of like diluting the fact to your point. You need superstars. These clubs that are winning, that are actually winning. And listen, the, the Rays never actually won anything in the end. Like yeah. the, the, the analytics and the way they approached it, it never actually led to a World Series. But I wonder if that is hindering the Marlins and some of the other clubs, or they're using that as an excuse. Point I to the Rays. Hey, the Rays I do it this way. We can do the same. I think it's a combination of things. I think, look at all all teams use analytics. The Astros are a major analytics team. We, I mean, this, the, I don't look at analytics as a sort of a boogeyman. Um, but what I uh, what I do think is that the Rays model of being able to put a team in the postseason while you know doing it on a shoestring, mm. um, you know, is there because it's helpful for the ownership to not spend piles and piles of money. And that way they can point to, hey, we're doing, you know, there's a lot of water that is carried by the fan bases who always, always frame good contract, bad contract based upon how it helps an ownership, never based upon how it helps the players. And sometimes I mean, based upon how it helps the team overall. And so I think there, that could be a crutch. Like, well, we're going to do it. Look, the Rays showed us how to do it. We don't have to spend piles of money. Okay. But you can also do it by spending piles of money. And yeah. I don't know, maybe getting your fan base excited. I know mm -hmm. that's not something we're supposed to think about. But, uh, yeah, maybe having players that the fans can get attached to and wear their jerseys to and get super excited when they go to the ballpark instead of having every day. There are some days this, there are pitchers and players on the Rays roster who are on the other team before the game is over, <laughs> that there's so much turnover. That's true. And – you know, but there's that there's no I think that's a lot of it is propaganda. 
for to sort of how do we make the you know how do we carry the water for the owners and say oh it's really smarter to try to win with a lower payroll because that means of course more profits the owners of the marlin of the owners of the tampa bay rays are super wealthy so are the owners of the oakland a's but guess what they get to keep more green and gold by not paying out green and gold to people wearing green and gold no. I was trying to, I'm trying to tie that together. I'm not sure if that worked or not. But nice there's connection. also like you see a film, you know, you see a film like Moneyball, which I, I love the movie Moneyball, but I also look at it as it's a work of fiction. Like, oh, they won because they con- got a bunch of, you know, uh, uh, players who were discarded from other teams and we cobbled them together to win a division title. You won that division title because you had three Cy Young contenders and the MVP and Miguel Tejada, who has one more line in the film than I do. The guy who plays Miguel Tejada has one line in the film. And he's mentioned like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern in, in Hamlet. Uh, he's freaking Hamlet. They won that because they had three, they had Mulder, Zito, and Hudson in their freaking rotation. 60% of their starts were Cy Young contenders. It wasn't because freaking Chris Pratt from Guardians of the Galaxy was taking walks. <laughs> and, oh, by the way, what other team is lining up good starting pitchers that you could build upon? Let me think. Um, I think it's in Florida, but on the other side of Florida. Oh, yeah, the Marlins. Sign Sign players. Yes, I understand. The Marlins may feel a little gun shy with a disaster that happened in 2012. But do you know what? That's because you didn't. It, it's not always going to work. But do you know what they should be making a movie about? Dave Dombrowski, who everywhere he goes, he's the Johnny Appleseed of penance. Mm-hmm. Wins a championship in Miami. Wins, uh, turns the Tigers around, gets them to within one bad bullpen of winning the World Series. Wins a World Series with the Red Sox, takes over the Phillies. Guess who's in the World Series this year? And guess what brilliant technique he used in each stop? I'm going to sign big players. I'm going to trade my prospects and build up. I'm going to trade my prospects and bring in Miguel Cabrera. I'm going to bring in Chris Sale. I'm going to bring in Kevin Brown. I'm going to bring in... Uh, you know, all the players he's bringing in when he was in Philadelphia. Because that works! This has been my TED Talk. Yeah, there you go. Start clapping, everyone. <laughs> Just drives me crazy. It drives I'm me with crazy. You. You know? I'm with you. The MO's there. I like, you know, Dombrowski, clearly the MO's there. And, you know, it does. sometimes we overthink it, right? Sometimes yeah. you just say, do you know what? Let's pay for a, a superstar. Lock him in, and let's go. And let's build around them. Like, makes sense. Before the 2019 season, you had two legit MVPs in their mid-20s were available for free agency, Mm. and they were not signed until spring training began. Bryce Harper Mm. and uh, Manny Machado. And there were people saying, boy, what dumb contracts, what dumb contracts. Um, By the way, now look at where the Phillies are. And where the Padres are since then. Phillies, yeah. of course, are the defending National League champions. The Padres, after a decade of irrelevance, are now considered a top contender. And both teams did the same thing. They acquired quality talent when it was available. The Padres mm-hmm. gave up a ton of prospects to Washington to get Juan Soto. Do you know why? Because he's Juan freaking Soto. 
And he was also pretty much the same age as the prospects that they forked over to Washington. Yeah. You know, great deal. Great deal for the Padres. That one, when we look back, it'll. Yeah. And maybe just maybe if you spend some money, you can convince some people that being a millionaire in Miami is not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, absolutely. It's like being a millionaire in Leeds. Yeah. Except you're in Miami. <laughs> There's some weather differences. Like I could confirm. A few, a few, a few, a few. Wait, which wait, which city did Scarface take place in? Oh, that was Miami. That was Miami. I, I couldn't remember if he was in Leeds. <laughs> First you get the yeah. money, then you get the power, then you get the mansion in Leeds. I think that was the original line. I think it in, was uh, in, in Scarface. Then they flexed the location, I think. That's right. Budget and, constraints. Leeds is expensive. And Robert Loge's character's last name was Lopez. It's like Pablo Lopez. Pablo. Who should remain. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. One of my favorite players of the last 10, 15 years was the late Jose Fernandez. I just, mm-hmm. every time he pitched for the Marlins, I, I, I paid attention because like Alcantara, he pitched deep into games. He pitched complete games and everything. But he also, I, I mean, my favorite player of all time is Pedro Martinez. And every time Pedro pitched, it was like a carnival. It was like, it was the greatest sensation. Um, and I got a similar vibe mm. uh, from from Jose Fernandez. And I'm, you know, and I I absolutely miss Jose Fernandez as just as, just as, a, as a player. Um, and I was just thinking the other day about like, oh, imagine if Alcantara and Fernandez and Lopez. And I said, who are you kidding? Fernandez would be on the Cardinals. He'd be on the Dodgers. He'd be so gone by now. He would be so gone by now. And that's a shame because yeah. you look at Alcantara. I mean, Alcantara is, he's not as young as people think he is. He's in his 30s, you know, and he's been, this is going to be, I mean, he came over from um, from uh, the the Cardinals. But you know, this is his. Uh, this is going to be his sixth year with with Miami, and uh, he's how old is he? Thirty? No, he's no, he's twenty six, right? Uh, I think he, I think he's just turned twenty seven, Sandy. Okay, yeah, I I was I, I, I for some reason I thought he was older than he was, but no, no you're no, right, no. he was. I think but, he's twenty seven, um, maybe twenty six. Okay, but but either way, I mean, and by the way, he was part of the Marcelo Zuna trade. Yeah, you know, so I mean, he could have been a cardinal. You know, along with the, you know, the, the Cardinals. The Cardinals will trade away prospects, but then again, the Cardinals also always stay relevant. You know, you may notice when they get the Paul Goldschmidt's and Nolan Arenados of the world, it's because they're always willing to go for it. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to see them go for it. Well, the bell tells me it's the end of my free period. So Peter <laughs> Platt. Oh, uh, by the way, he, Peter Platt is the host of Locked On Marlins. Uh, thanks for making Locked On MLB your first listen. Your second listen should be locked on Marlins because Peter Pratt is there doing the Lord's work. Talk about a 69-win team. Uh, In terms of your third listen of the day, uh, what should people's third listen of the day be? Well, like you said, first is this show. Second is Locked on Marlins. Then after that, you've got Locked on Sports Today podcast, biggest sports stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and, of course, the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you get your pods. All right. Well, hey, look at I got to run. I got a class to teach. Uh, Peter Pratt, where can people listen to your podcast? 
It's, of course, it's Locked On Marlins. And on Twitter, at Miami Marlins underscore UK, I am verified, but I had to pay eight bucks. I paid the money. <laughs> Why? Well, so I, I, paid, I paid $9. I'm extra verified. Uh, oh, you can follow us at Locked On MLB Pods on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm your pal, Sully, but Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Hey, David Samuel Blaine, I see you in the chat. Couldn't get, get to you. I'll get to you in the next show. This has been Locked On MLB for the 10th day of November 2022. Talking to Peter Pryor across the bit. Across the bay, across the continent and the ocean. I got a class to teach. You can call Get me Teacher Sullivan.